0: and what is up everybody we are back it's our absolute pleasure to be back in front of you again with the second episode of separated at birth i am joined by this bad motherfucker right here roman wins it uh we've been hard at work in the studio talking about some stuff getting ready uh we have a jam-packed episode for you guys today um but uh first i'm gonna let my man say what's up how's it going dude how have you been I'm well hello everybody
1: welcome to the separated at birth podcast episode two where me and my partner hope to do a deep dive into the MCU and talk about all things surrounding Marvel geek culture the movies how we got into this genre how we feel about this genre but first as you welcomed me so graciously I am well this week has been bananas how is your day going. (laughs)
0: Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's Monday, right? So so we got the ass of the week behind us. <laughs> so from here on, it's smooth sailing all the way. Uh, I think I was saying to you earlier. Uh, super excited for this week because we get uh, Dying Light Two, of course. Thank God. Um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling the coffers are a little bit dry at the moment in terms of gaming. I'm looking for a, a fresh uh, something fresh, you know, injected. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. But other than that, uh, I am officially COVID-free since '93 maybe Um, but yes I I don't have this fucking virus inside me anymore so I can go and buy my own beer I'm a grown (laughs) human being a man that can buy his own beer and pay with his own card I I I have I have reached a new apex in my own you know development as a human being so I'm super happy I'm sure the wifey is super happy as well she doesn't have to do my beer runs for me anymore so but yeah uh, yeah, man Uh, how'd the weekend round out for you all good Oh, the weekend was rough. <laughs> the weekend was rough. That I was a trick question, dog. That was a trick question. Back-to-back <laughs> marathon
1: streams. My liver uh, took 10 years off of my life, uh, but we're fine. We we bathed in the rejuvenating waters of the Lazarus Pit. Uh, we are back. All right. I am reborn. Uh, but uh, yeah, as you said, uh, we are in a, in a drought of content. Yes. but uh it's a bittersweet thing because we're not going to be able to keep up with and churn out product for all of the things that are coming this, out in this the thing,
0: two weeks time we're going to be complaining yeah. like hell bro so, so yeah 100 percent, 100 percent.
1: So uh, i'm going to be pounding out a lot of uh red bulls coffee b12 to uh, be able to keep up with all of the new and exciting things coming out in video games yes but we also have a lot of stuff coming out in the world of Marvel. And I can't wait to dive into that with my partner today. Uh, As always, this is a live podcast. Your comments and questions can be read live on air. Please look in the description of this video and find the stream elements support button any form of support contribution will get your comment or question read on air. Join in the discussion with me and my partner, and we will take it, and we will dissect it, and we will talk about it with you, the people. But if you can't support that way, you can always support by doing what you're doing now, watching the video, hitting the like button, and sharing it, hopefully, with a friend. You share this with one person, then we just build this thing up, baby. We just we just build it up. We just we just build it up like this Marvel slate that we have in front of us
0: for 2022 yeah. and beyond. Absolutely. absolutely. I think I think it's important as well. I think I, I think we might have mentioned this before, right But um, <clears throat> we definitely we definitely showed our past in terms of gaming and where we come from, you know like like just just kind of like laying out the groundwork for you know how we started, what the genres were that we were really into, where this gaming journey started for us as well. But something that we both also have in common is this extreme love for comic culture as a whole. Uh, the characters that are in those I'm I'm definitely uh, my, my preference goes to Marvel but I'm by no means a Marvel snob and so uh, even if you take the two main ones off the slate which is marvel and dc i have much love for other like image as well for an example so so i just think as a whole this is a culture that i also just as much as i love and my heart lies with gaming culture it is something that i just love to consume and so i thought it would be also a good idea for us to just because some of these things i don't even know about you yet and so it interests me to understand that what was it what, was it was it a case of you know comics found you first or did you watch shows that drove you towards those characters how how did this come about like where does this love for for this culture come from i mean look at your posters in the back there this is all you know we have sewn some of your comics in the past and maybe we can do that at some point as well because i know in your studio and in me, my side here i've got you know some of my favorite comics framed up on the wall and i don't think we share that enough with the people but where does it come from where did it start what's what's the deal it's 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 shakespearean it's people in spandex putting
1: on a uh, high storytelling um it goes back to me being a child and escapism in its purest form i found the comic books first but uh i was at the perfect age where um in the 90s was the boom of the great comic book cartoon um so a lot of the uh, old stories from the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s were uh, retold in cartoon form so uh it just just that flashpoint of uh, reading the books, then having no one to really talk about it with, but enjoying it on my own. And then the cartoons became a big thing. And then I was able to go to uh, other kids and say, oh, you're watching this cartoon. Well, uh, and then I could introduce people to comic books. But like we talked about in episode one, that arcade culture of finding people with like minded uh, like-minded, uh enjoyments of genre that's what the comic book store was for me going to the comic book store was was an event it was when you can go into a brick and mortar store and talk to people be recommended there was no internet so you would be recommended stories by people uh it was it was it was a fantastic time and then to have all of those great stories from the 60s 70s and 80s and watch it grow with me and then this movie slate comes out and then to be able to experience it all again virtually this virtual comic book store where we can come together with the people and talk about this stuff before because now all these people now are being introduced to stories i read the infinity gauntlet saga when it came out and to be able to talk about that and then people stay after the credits and like who's that big purple raisin looking
0: motherfucker and i'm like yes (laughs) you guys don't know what's coming (laughs) like oh my god yes yeah i mean that's a big part of a big part of it is is this ability to to almost in a way pre-read things, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm a huge fan of if we go outside comics books for a little bit, but you know, like having read a book and then sometimes seeing the movie of the book, and if it's done well, right, then then it gives you a, a different side, a visual aspect to the thing that you might not have had. I mean, some of them are done fucking terrible, of course, but that's that's beside the point. Uh, comic books takes that to the next level because I definitely think. We've had more good comic book movies than we've had bad. We've had some stinkers, but we've had some amazing movies that treated the source material with respect and gave us a different side to that. Even if you read the original book, it was still Mm -hmm. fucking amazing. So, I I mean, Infinity Gauntlet that you brought up right now, this is, of course, not, you know, perfectly copied in the movies. Not at all. It's, it's not at all like the original story, but it is enough of a homage to it or a different take on it that it is still really good without pissing me as a hardcore fan off, you know, with not liking it. Yeah, I believe they only even maybe adapted 20%
1: of the actual comic book yeah. source material, but I love it. It it it, it stands next to it in many parts. It stands above the source material. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's fantastic. And I absolutely... And it's, it's great because, and I want to get into your history with this genre as well and and this culture, but like you said, our, our, and I feel it from you, and this is something I can't wait to dig into it with you, and this is something that we'll be able to give to the people, and why we're doing an episode on this is because this long-time uh, appreciation of this source material allows us to have an insight into maybe what's coming down the line yeah. in 2022 as we talk about this slate, but I want to hear your story with this stuff, tell me.
0: No, 100%. Just to add on to what you said right now, there's a certain fun with prediction with this as well, where even if you end up being wrong, it is a fantastic conversation to have just because you start realizing the possibilities here. And in people like Kevin Feige and the other people with the MCU, we've certainly seen their want. To be faithful to these and to go to leave no stone unturned uh, uh without going into deep in this gardens of the galaxy is a really good example of that of them taking something that is a complete and utter gamble and turning it into you know something lovable but any case um, for me look the, the thing is my comic story started long before games even and and it's 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 a simple one where i was in the right place at the right time and i lucked out like something like amazing so my my mom devoured earlier in her life devoured books dude i mean she would Mm. do a hardback or softback you know novel fiction whatever she she especially liked like crime fiction you know that kind of shit she would eat these books like six days baby six four to six days she'd be done with one she'd sometimes do two in that time everything like that she'd read well into the night and so because these are these were so expensive to buy them new in namibia Um, we often went to these like secondhand bookstores and very, very specially, there was one right around the corner from my house called Uncle Spike's Book Exchange. And this guy, for some reason, had the wisdom to start letting people trade comics in. Oh. So I would spend, dude, that was like a library for me, dude, because I couldn't afford them. But I could go sit there, and I was friends with this guy, and he just let me dig through these fucking boxes and read these comics, and they were in tatters, and kids had sometimes cut out pieces of the paper, which would only make me hunt down the originals more, because there was a piece I was missing. Remember, there was no internet; there was nothing like that, so I had to do that. So, so I was, I, I was fascinated by this, and this was, this was like when I was five, six, seven, eight. This is when this shit started already so um i i i was obsessed with this place and that guy eventually unfortunately passed away and his place went out of business and everything like that but by then obviously i'd been buying comics and everything like that but it always just sticks so close to me because that was such a such a weird thing that i'd once gone with my mom to the store and it became like my favorite fucking thing to do on a saturday it's just go sit at this guy's place and just just go through these boxes and boxes of comics that have been dropped off there and that's really where it started so and by back then i had no idea of what what is the difference between marvel what is the what is dc you know all of this just comics were comics for me man and Mm. and i would often have these thoughts like why why has superman never really hung out with spider-man (laughs) like like what's up like why have they never run into each other yet and you know like this kind of stuff and and i just you know obviously when you get older you start realizing holy shit it's different universes and you know all this stuff but it was just yeah i i got lost in those worlds man i i loved it so much i i would even say i mean there's a very strong possibility that i have a a bigger fondness for for comics than i do for games and that's fucking crazy Uh,
1: i i for me it's the same thing it's a cultural identity uh I had a similar uh, situation. My place was called the Fantasy Factory and uh, my older brother would take me to the Fantasy Factory and we would just get, we would do the weekly pull. We would pull a week's worth of comic books from the publishers. Love it. And it it was a great, it was a great time. Um, I was partial to uh, DC comic books. That was my first love. I love DC comics, but uh, but it never kept me from always reading and keeping up with Marvel. I love Marvel so much. I love it so, so much. And, uh, but... But I always—it's like when you're a kid and you're like—it's like the—it's like, the, it's like it's like the old console wars, you know. Yeah. You aligned yourself with a platform, but you still, you know, people like us—we still dabbled in both. No, you know? exactly, I, exactly. Like, I I give, me give me any game. Give me any game. I always yeah. had an Xbox, but I'm a PlayStation guy. But yeah, like, yeah,
0: hundred percent. I—I remember weird. I was obsessed with my first hero that I was obsessed with was Flash, but I'm talking like uh. ba- Barry Allen, Flash. That run, which I think is Volume Three is, um, is, is, it's just where he goes up against um randall savage like that's how the comic starts out like like uh one to five or something like that mm-hmm. that shit to me what well, i still have them all dude and i have near mint conditions of all of those books dude they're my most most prized good. so i've long since moved on from flash and i mean since then we've had you know wally west and you know whatever but but the thing is that 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 shit hooked me and and there was obviously someone else in town who was a fan as well and this guy would come drop these books off dog at 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 uncle spikes so i had to be sure that i was there because he seemed to always come on a thursday or friday so i was sure i was there on a saturday because he definitely dropped off some flash and i would pick it up (laughs) and i was building my collection of flash from his collection and it was the craziest thing so ah dude i just it's it's nice when you have right in in life and now without getting too philosophical but a lot of the times you have memories that are bittersweet they have good good things in them but they also have bad things in them they're also you know and 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 i can honestly say that comics it's a weird thing but it only has pleasant memories for me it only it's this one it's like a safe space for me it's only pleasant it's it's ephemeral because i can pick up a book and smell it
1: and i know how old it is is that is it you know what i mean like yes. i can tell i could pick up a comic book i could see the boxing i can see the yellow tint and yeah i, I was know, gonna say you just okay. look for that
0: yellow on the pages and you yeah, know yeah. yeah yeah
1: and it takes you it takes you to a time and a place and um i i just that's my earliest comic books were x-men i i devoured x-men comic books those wow. were the first ones that that brought me to the dance um i don't want like you said i don't want to get too philosophical but i immediately picked up the uh the different the other the the civil rights the the the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the you know the uh coverage i mean x-men of, of, was one of the most
0: progressive comics you could get at that time in yeah. terms of like trying to you know show something you know to have a message definitely right. great comics and, to start on
1: and 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 it was just it was it was an amazing thing and then Right at the turn of the age, that, that the 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 X-Men cartoon with that all-time banger of an opening song. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Dude. Like it was just like the perfect time and place for me as being a comic book nerd, reading X-Men comic book, then to roll right into that cartoon. It, it changed my life. It changed my life. And I am so excited that they're going to be in the MCU. Yes. I cannot wait. Yes. I cannot wait.
0: Because I feel it in my heart. I, I Just like I feel the next time we see the Fantastic Four, I think it's going to get done right. I, yeah. I I feel it in my fucking bones. I'm telling you, like, they're going to do. They're going to not, not. Not by the way, a uh, Brian Singer's X-Men. I'm not. I'm I not. Love. I'm not fucking slating that at all. I think it's uh, especially x2 is Mwah! that's good shit right there so it's- so i'm 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 si- sign me up for that but i just i think the mcu like what what they're doing right now and uh, as long as it's not too like too captain marvel-y i want to say like as long as they just do that shit right i think it's gonna be amazing i think it's gonna be amazing and i'm excited for it i'm excited for it. like sign we'll me up. get we'll get more into this but as- uh I what uh, yeah. You know
1: what? I don't want to touch it we'll, when we get into the main topic. But I will say this. I will say this. Uh, X Men made me learn that I am an ass man when Rogue came up and that span. Oh, dude, baby.
0: yes, yeah. me. That, that suit, like I mean, I, I get, I get Gambit, bro. That's all I'm saying. Like I get it. Like Remy LeBeau knows what's up, dude. Like That's holy right. shit. Yeah, no, no, no. Rogue, Rogue was something else. I mean, like. um... They all did the Spanish time. I mean Storm was fucking was also pretty tight and 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 mm. uh, the I mean jean Grey, I guess. I mean she just probably she had mm. Cyclops' and stink on her, which is not good. But <laughs> um but uh dude, yeah, Rogue was on that Southern Bell whole situation, yeah, dude that's sign me plus she's invulnerable and she's fly and like oh my god, dude, yeah. She's just got like a perfect uh like power package as well. So yeah well
1: yeah and, and her greatest feat was uh eliminating captain marvel uh
0: but, but... I, mean, I mean i i that was before i knew that i wouldn't like that character but i'm like now in retrospect i'm like thank you like really, you really you got it you got it Rogue. you got it you hit me on right on the right notes right from the start so um, so, so the idea for tonight to in terms of just adding i suppose some i mean our stuff is always going to be very free form and it's one of the things that i like about it but uh, to add some structure to it, of course, the, as mentioned, the main flavor of tonight is the discussion of the MCU. So we've, we've spent a lot of time now talking about comics, but we're going to be talking about the MCU and the future that comes from that, which is, of course, based on these comics that we love. Now, the MCU is obviously, you know, uh, ba- basically tranched in two things. So you have the shows, which are primarily coming from Disney Plus, and then, of course, you have these blockbuster movies that they're doing, and... I think a big part of the conversation for me also i what i want to do is i also want to say what i liked from what we have in the past because we we have more than 20 movies in is it more than 20 movies in the bank now yep yeah yep yeah so we have and 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 there's there's been some extremely great ones of course i i did a tier list uh, a while back on one of these sunday night streams which was fucking hilarious because we we had people you know with varying you know, in terms of, <laughs> we're not going to talk yeah. about fucking Red Skull tonight, bro. So uh, any- uh, or
1: <laughs> Iron Man Two and Justin Hammer. Listen, guys, I apologize for my partner. It was a fine tier list. It was a professional production. Uh, there were some controversial takes. Uh, it is a, also a good thing that we weren't doing the podcast then because the friendship oh, oh, with, oh, might have ended with Justin Hammer. We might Hammer. revisit
0: it. We might revisit it one night. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a, we could run them side by side and we can compare notes. I think it, I think that might be like interesting i think that might but um but yeah so so that's definitely just framing the idea for tonight but i think that's a good thing for us to just sort of like let's let's pivot into that and say in terms of in terms of an overall opinion for you on on the mcu and where it stands right now i mean what did you think of the the infinity saga uh the build-up to it um you know just just run us through just some i guess some bullets of of where you think it hit high notes, where it hit low notes. Um, you know, what you wanted more, what you wanted less. You know, something like that. Give us a, a little bit of a rundown.
1: Phase one was a, a little bit of trial and error, introducing the characters, experimenting with uh, getting in, getting a lot of love out of Robert Downey Jr., seeing how far they could take it, realizing they may have taken it too far, then focusing on other characters in that phase one universe. With the, with the culmination of, the Avengers movie, which I just think is so stellar. Uh, every time I go back and rewatch it, I, I'm i still surprised at how well it holds up and how much I absolutely love that movie. Uh, phase two, experimentation into genre films with the noir spy thriller of the immaculate Winter Soldier movie. Um, going into your space uh, adventures with the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I thought phase two was just, and then culminating in Infinity War, was just they were hitting and running on all cylinders in all of yeah. those movies. Yeah, I really um, found its stride there. It really just, it just really it, just yeah. found its stride so strongly. And I, I absolutely adore almost all of those movies, even the lesser ones that I don't like go back and rewatch as much like the Ant-Mans of the world. I mean, they serve their purpose to introduce those characters, give elements to the world, give a power set with the pin particles and the quantum realm. And then, use that to go back into their bigger movies. So nothing was wasted. Was more yeah. things enjoyable than others? Yes, but nothing was wasted. They addressed everything. They kept that that world building, which was fantastic. And, and now we're kind of in the in the dark again. We don't know where they're going. We don't yeah. know what, what is mainline, what is supplementary information, and where is it driving to. But I hope with the slate of 2022, as we go down it, Uh, we can maybe answer some of those questions as we keep going what are your
0: thoughts yeah i I mean i i think that's honestly i i agree with literally like 99.9 percent of everything that you said i can only add to some of it i i like the idea of how they were able to loop in some movies like um like Thor 2 which were thought of to be low points and then actually became in a way quite significant pivotal whatever you want to call it and and again that what I see when I see things like that is I see a studio that has long form planning and Mm -hmm. that's what I want that's what I want if anything before we start talking about like treat the characters with respect and everything like that because that should be by implication already there the the thing that is most concerning to me and and that puts me at most ease is when i see that there's a fucking plan that 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 works for me and that's that's maybe because i'm an extremely plan driven person but it's also because it gives me the idea that that people understand that they are they are repercussions to what they do to characters to what they do to storylines everything like that because these things they all build on each other it's like one big lego you know thing so for me i i i cannot agree more with what you said it definitely uh, it definitely it was like an upwards track, right? And 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 not to say that it started at the bottom because I don't. I think it, it started fairly well with things like Iron Man One, for instance, which is one of I, I would say probably top five, maybe but definitely top seven of of all of them, right? Just because of, just because of how much it got right at such such an early stage of of the franchise. Or, or you're the mcu but uh, i definitely think like it just went from strength to strength with each and as we got more characters added into it um it never felt like that was my biggest concern with something like guardians of the galaxy that it was going to be an overload for the average audience member that's like jesus christ who are these seven new fucking people like i don't know what the hell's going on here um why is this raccoon talking you know like this shit like i was scared of of that you would lose people and I mean, yes, these are superhero movies, but you know what makes the MCU so good is because it's a superhero movie, but it's very much grounded in real emotion, real stories. I mean, one of the reasons why Winter Soldier is so good is it's not really a superhero story. Right. It's a fucking spy thriller. And that's I the thing. It. Dude, it, that's why it works. Yes, it has a guy on it that can fucking jump off bridges and throw a you know, metal shield that, you know, I don't know, 250 kilometers per hour. But, but, and, and, but, there's so much more going on there as well and and that's the thing and and this is what they do right they get the human drama right and if you look at now without doing too much of a hard pivot but if you look at something like what the CW does with their characters and this is on the DC side they f- they fuck up the human side of it because it's this it's yeah. this shitty shitty human drama you know like like, like they're making he, soap operas he doesn't like me why doesn't he yeah. like me why isn't he returning my text you know like this shit like no so uh, I'm sure that there's a market for that, but not in my fucking superhero movies. So so yeah, I, I think, I think for me, probably the biggest criticism that I could leverage is when we come to this now point where we are now. And my concern is for me right now that I feel that we're in this kind of like lost kind of space now with this, right? And it's because maybe because we don't have a big bad, all right? Mm-hmm or and even i would take it one step further and say maybe the big bad's got nothing to do with it because before we knew about thanos we knew about the infinity gauntlet we knew about the gems and and all of these things were tying together you know like it took us it took us a bunch of movies before thanos's name was even mentioned or he was shown in the background uh i feel like right now at this moment in time it's like a lot of short solo stories on its own which is nothing wrong with that but i think if you have that too long if you have that too much then people might lose interest that's that's just what I think I'll never lose interest, but i've i speak to people who are not nearly as feverish as I am with consuming this you know medium, and they're kind of like meh, you know and and I don't blame them because i I definitely think eternals is fucking weak eternals is weak source right. Right. um so so I, i'm not I'm not super happy with where we are right now, but if this is what gets us to the next thing, I'm okay I'm okay except. Success is a double-edged
1: sword. Um, having all of that Phase One slate to to condition your audience and to make them fall in love with a Chris Evans, make them fall in love with a Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, make them fall in love with a Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Uh, now those characters are are indelible. Now yes. when you close your eyes and you think of Captain America, you don't see the art in the comic book anymore. You see Chris Evans. And you this, don't. See- and this
0: is. Don't you think fundamentally this is the problem? I'm getting to that. So okay. you don't
1: see a demon in a bottle, Tony Stark. You only see Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. Yeah. And, and that is a gift and it is now, it may be a curse. So Marvel has no choice but to gamble in introducing and making new stars again. They have to believe that if they did it once, they can do it again. Now, is a Dane Whitman Black Knight who debuted in Eternals going to do that? I I don't know. Uh, Kit, Kit Harrington's a a great actor, but can he carry a franchise? Uh, exactly. I mean, he has Game of Thrones. What else has he done? Right? Chris Evans was yeah, but a. But it's also that, actor. that's
0: not a that's not a character that carries a franchise. Like you know. Well,
1: oh, no, no, no. It's one,
0: but it's their attempt at yeah. making. No, new no, stars. no. I, I get like, it. I get it. You, you're, you're seeding. You're seeding the pool. You know. They you, have you're a new star.
1: They have a new star in Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, he is going to do amazing things with Doctor Strange. I believe in the character. Chris Pratt is still going to be Star-Lord for the foreseeable future. Uh, We have, we, 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 some of us don't like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, but the movie made a billion dollars, you know? Um, I agree with you. I've, I've lost a little bit of faith in the slate going forward based on what we've seen. But Shang-Chi, I didn't hate. I enjoyed the movie, and I've gone back and watched it a couple times now that it's been on Disney+, and I enjoy it more. Um, Eternals, it, Eternals was the ultimate cringe for me. Uh, my partner is dealing with some technical difficulties. Dude, Join I us live, it. though, and you get to see things like this. Uh, I just
0: did a BS poll.
1: But it's okay. I got you. Uh, but we're making new stars, and part of that is losing the old stars, losing a Chris Evans to his character being retired, Losing a Robert Downey Jr.'s character to his death in uh, Endgame. Unfortunately, losing a Chadwick Bozeman to, you know, colon cancer tragically. Will a Shuri Black Panther be able to carry that franchise? Or will they need to do something like resurrect the Killmonger because they realize that they're not making uh, the money that they were seeing before and using him to be uh, come back as a new Black Panther or maybe using M'Baku? I don't know. the The receipts will tell. We have to see how this stuff goes on. But we have some movies in 2022 that, you know, we I want to run down with you. And then maybe we can make some projections. Maybe we can see which ones we're excited for due to like a, a hype meter. Are we hyped for these movies? Is it a little bit meh, you know, or what we think these movies can lead to? And then we can also dive into the Disney Plus shows and see where they rate as well. Uh, those have been hit or miss for me. I don't know how they feel for you, but uh, they're, some of them have been really strong. Some of them feel a little bit meandering until like the last two episodes where they want to hit you over the head and say, okay, this is how it connects to the greater story. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to you know, go down and have this conversation with you. But a lot of my faith was restored in what they want to do by seeing A No Way Home. That Spider-Man movie, they threw the kitchen sink in that movie. And uh, it's now made a billion 1.7 billion dollars, uh, which is ridiculous. It, it, a lot of the pandemic fears of people not wanting to go to the cinema for other movies. What was it about that movie that brought them out? I love that we have an international audience so we can talk about it from the American side what what made me go to the movie theater to see it. Did you see it in cinema and what brought you to go see it? seeing that you're in the in Europe? like I, that fascinates me like picking that apart how did that movie succeed where everything else failed was it the power of the mcu was it the power of spider-man or was it the power of the leaks and the hype of maybe seeing three spider-men on screen at the same time i don't know what what was it to you what made you get up and go see that
0: i uh i'm going to have to do a hard pivot here uh because my pc is actually busy crashing out so this is uh i don't know if you can even hear me i can hear you yeah so so my you look key- good my keyboard is malfunctioning so what it's doing is it's opening windows and you know doing all kinds of crazy shit so i'm gonna need to to cycle so anybody that's in the thing right now we're gonna come back as fast as possible the stream is logged in everything like that you guys are just gonna have to give us five to ten minutes just to bring this back up so i really do apologize for this technical mishap this is of course my fucking inability to handle a glass but um we're gonna be right back once we sort this out
1: and we will edit this in the clips
0: yes. stay tuned <laughs> okay 100 <100%. laughs> percent. see you now okay coming back up okay all righty i think we're good we're, we're back up guys i cannot apologize for that enough um we uh well i had a bit of an issue i saw some bots coming into the chat so i was trying to eliminate that and i wasn't concentrating on the drink in front of me so oopsie poopsie um it happens uh it is one of those things i really do apologize um roman was on a fucking roll there so um but uh, live television baby yeah we're gonna try and catch up on that point um i'm 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 still gonna be cleaning off some tang off me (laughs) like while we do it (laughs) but uh, thank you guys so much for for bearing with us um and uh yeah uh so so i think i think basically we're we're the back part of that conversation where you mentioned you know how the experience was of it coming into the to to, to you know watching things like that in the cinema and all of that but just maybe let's just reframe it again just catch me up with what you were saying and then um and then we go go from there yeah
1: i mean i was i was i was curious because when we're discussing movies in 2022 the we have to address the elephant in the room is uh is covet going to be a a a problem with people going out into the cinema because you know we have spider-man that is almost making two billion dollars it is an mcu film now is that indicative of the power of the mcu or was it something with you know, the leaks of the three Spider-Men that were gonna be in the movie. I mean, what was it that got you to wanna go see that movie? And I was curious to see uh, <laughs> what the audience, you know, because we have an international audience, and yeah. what was it that, that made them wanna see that movie? Because maybe if we can dissect that, we can look at building of future stars in the new MCU in 2022, yeah. and will it be as prevalent or is there burnout?
0: No, 100%. I mean, I, I think I, I think, it's indicative of the strength of a character like spider-man um i think that's a good point is the fact that um spider-man as a franchise as a name so i'm not talking about tom holland's spider-man per se but just spider-man pulls it's it's one of those things it's it's a strong enough character that that people have some kind of an attachment to it um i think I think it's i think it's important to look at the effect that the leaks had and that's one of the points that you mentioned there as well and i think this feeds into the whole thing of the pandemic not having people be able to go out and see ads for these movies in front of each movie that they watch right and so you need to and you can only drum up so much interest with big posters up in you know like malls and things like that so you need to kind of still drum you know drive this sort of artificial like cycle up to to hype up the movie i think it's also a case that we have today with if we just look at how media works everything is about the leak these days um and that's not just a a a movie thing or a mcu thing anything like that but but there's such a huge amount of attention that's spent by people trying to be the first one to leak something and so, therefore, also getting that news out there, but also in us consuming it, uh, I can I can be the one here that says I try to avoid spoilers as much as I can, but I inevitably I reach a mood where I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna go look because I just need to know. I need to know. So, I definitely think the spoilers absolutely did help the success of that movie. It's also um, the movie had a lot of stuff in it which was very juicy to spoil, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, mm-hmm. If you look at like how it turned out with like how it invoked like. Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia, right? And so- Member berries. Exactly. So I definitely <laughs> think that helped out a lot. Now, whether that's a thing that they can that they can get some longevity out of, in other words, that just becomes the norm, that for like six to you know three months before a movie comes out, you start getting all these juicy tidbits and stuff, or whether that down the line leads to some form of fatigue where people are like, I know everything about the movie already before it comes out. I, I'm not really interested again. I think there's a fine line there that can be played. Uh, and no. i think i think if it's not overused too much i think it's a very powerful tool is my as my honest opinion about it
1: so that takes us to the first mcu movie of 2022 doctor strange 2 and the multiverse of madness debuting on may 6th there is a powerful powerful leak motif around this movie. It being a multiversal film similar to Spider-Man, there have been leaks of casting things, people that are in the movie and uh I apologize to the audience. Uh none of these leaks are verified, so you can consider some of this spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. I won't go into it too much, but take anything with about this a grain of salt, but there are powerful uh leaks out there of alternate Iron Man maybe all variant Iron Man, variant characters of the Illuminati, some leaking of of certain characters that may be in this film. Now, do you think this is part of that leak culture that you were talking about, people wanting to be in the scoop business? Or is this possibly an artificial uh, leak thing to get excitement built up for this movie? After seeing the success of a Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, that look, that's a see, the the thing is it's two different kinds of leaks here, right? Because because when we're looking at what Spider Man was, it was leaking towards movies that had already been Mm -hmm. and, and their inclusion and in if in many ways spider-man was again without trying to spoil anything so i'm not going to say any names anything like that to anybody that maybe hasn't seen it yet i'm very respectful of that but the point is it was very much a sony pictures homage it was it was very much about what the sony pictures had accomplished with that character that's really the point um so so for me it's different now when we look at what 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 might be represented by something like doctor strange 2 because the point is that's that's looking forwards and not backwards so this could be very well the vehicle that gives us the next number one the next big bad but also lays the groundwork for characters and and you know like a new iron man for example and like a female thor and okay i mean you know or uh like a uh, like a different captain america for example it could leak to or maybe different teams that we hadn't seen yet so like a like you mentioned um you know i mean you, we're talking about mariner um you know being part of that uh, you know uh, so that can give the whole atlantean saga like a you know a break into that because he's of course in the illuminati as well and Mm -hmm. then um you know some other teams which we might have seen in the past like fantastic form you know getting their their thing so so it is i i think it i think it has to almost be done this way now because the point is i think by itself if you ask a dude off the street are you excited for doctor strange 2 then, I I'd, I'd be willing to wager that fifty percent of the answer you're gonna get is, um, ehm, I mean I like the character, but it's just like I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange. It's kind of like a little bit weird. Like uh, I'm I'm just waiting for the next Avengers, you know, something like that. But if you tell that same person, listen here, uh, this is Doctor Strange too, and it's his vehicle, right? But you're gonna see like you're gonna see like um, the next big villain in this, and you and you're probably gonna see like our first our idea of what the fantastic four should look like and and this and that and you tell him that shit or you tell him like the villain's gonna be in there that's basically gonna be the next 10 movies Then the guy suddenly that drums up that interest yeah hey did you
1: hear that rumor that tom cruise could be a variant of tony stark as iron man in this movie that's gonna get butts in the
0: seats yes see. what the hell because it just sounds weird movie. it just sounds weird but i mean i'm like i'm good to go i mean you know give it to me so yeah it's um i I, th- I think it's an interesting way to do it um and like i said the the i think a lot of the times the studios also feel like they have to get ahead of the league culture so they realize that because these these productions are massive and they have studios involved in them that work remotely and you know all of that and that's the other issue with this COVID era that we have now is a lot of the stuff has gone extremely digital so that just means there's more people that can see it. There's more people that can leak and anything like that. So maybe the studios, they hedge their bets. They play it safe and they they leak just enough so that it's not it's not enticing for these people to leak these things. Maybe, I it's don't know.
1: Great. It's an interesting thing because um, in the wake of the uh, lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson filed against uh, Disney with Black Widow not going to cinema and being only on Disney Plus day and day, well, it was a multiple release. It was day and day in cinema and on Disney Plus. That's right. Um they estimated that the movie lost $600 million to pirates. Because when you, Yo. release it through, when you release it on a digital platform, it can be easily torrented and then shared out to everyone. But Spider-Man debuted in China first, and it, or, I'm sorry, internationally first. It didn't open in China. And it was available on every site, but the movie still made almost $2 billion. Yeah. If your product is good, people are going to want to go see it. And if it's not good or they're not as interested... They may be more willing to uh, bend their morals in this tumultuous time. Uh, I, that's why I completely think the leaks of Mister Fantastic, Namor, Iron Man. I think all of this is manufactured by the studio, putting the putting out these casting sheets to get people to want to go
0: see it in cinema. And you don't think they're necessarily going to be in the movie? I
1: I think I think uh, I think. You think, think it's smoke?
0: Them- you think it's smoke, or do you think it's just, you know, they're putting it out because they, they, they're trying to get people in seats?
1: I follow enough industry insiders to know. I would, I would wager the Illuminati, uh, possible X Men. I believe the John Krasinski as a variant of Reed Richards. I believe the Tom Cruise as a variant of Iron Man will be in the film. I believe it.
0: I believe this is where the, the X Men start.
1: I hope so, but yes, I believe and, and then let's go into this as you said, and I know on your wall you have X-Men comic books, and as I said, X-Men are, are an important thing to me, and having Scarlet Witch as a, as a, as a pivotal member of this movie maybe even the antagonist oh, of this film, shit!
0: you mean House of
1: M? I believe this movie will be a reverse House of M,
0: I believe so this, this like, movie will brings, it, it's like no more mutants, instead way more mutants
1: Yes, So, and for all the audience who maybe have not read House of M, and uh, the, the premise of it was Wanda suffered such mental anguish over the course of her life and her loss and losing her children and things like that, she blamed all of it on mutants, like being a mutant, that mutant world, all the trauma of being a mutant, and she used all of her power to whisper, no more mutants, and it eliminated all mutants from continuity. Coincidentally, it was when you know Fox was... Producing uh, X Men, and they weren't part of the MCU anymore. But it was a clever vehicle to eliminate mutants off the slate. I believe a great homage to that comic book would be to do the reverse, and for her, as a way to get her children back, will create the mutant
0: gene and will and get her brother back, get her brother back, and get her brother back yeah yeah and and i mean what a what a great way of exactly like you say you can use words like homage and everything like that but what a great way of including a, an extremely i mean many people will say that house of m is is basically a catalyst to uh okay, x-men comics are in a very good place right now um i i think the the whole Krakoa, the the this island is probably the the strongest and uh, that's grant morrison if i'm not mistaken it's, yeah. the, it's the strongest representation in terms of like good story writing that we've seen in the x-men in a long time like we went through some bad shit like in the mid to 2012 13 14 which wasn't that great but it's like in its best place right now and it's telling like some really really powerful stories with like a very strong message um and a lot of people myself included feel like the what got us to that was the things that were said in motion by house of m so mm-hmm. so that being said I think it, it's a fantastic way to not because House of M is really complicated. We really simplified it right Probably now extremely, to like, extremely. Like, 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 yeah. So and and again, that's what the MCU is all about because you gotta get you gotta get us comic nerds, but you also gotta get people that go, bro, I don't have time to read fucking four thousand pages, dog. Like I just I I just you know give me, give me the hook, and the hook of House of M and what it represents or Reverse House of M, like you're saying, is great. It's a great hook, so yep. it works. Um, so now the problem comes, the counter argument to what we've been saying about Doctor Strange 2, and that is, how full do we want this movie to be? Mm. Because that's, that's the other thing. Uh, Some would say that Spider-Man was a little bit too full, right? And what we're talking about right now is Spider-Man on fucking crack. It it is a lot. I mean,
1: if if I haven't actually sat, that's a, that's a great question because I haven't actually sat with it. It, it On the surface from the trailers, we have a variant Doctor Strange. We have a variant Baron Mordo. And we have the multiverse of madness. We have demons that look like Shuma Gorath. We have a lot going on on the yeah, surface. It's insane. They haven't even touched in those trailers what is going on with Wanda. Why does he need Wanda? What has Wanda been doing with the Darkhold this whole time? Yeah. Has she Has she lost it trying to get her children back looking through the multiverse? And then to hear these rumors of variant Iron Man, variant Reed Richards, variant Namor and Atlantis and the Illuminati and possible X-Men. How do you get all of that in one movie? But it is a very important movie out of the gate to give people the hope for Phase 4. So it could be that branching movie that just gets everybody to believe in these next movies that are coming down the line.
0: Yeah, I think I, 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 the I think the main thing that we can, without even diving into these other details, is the main thing that we can really, really agree about is that it is an important vehicle that gets us to the next thing. That 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 is the unfortunate mantle that this this uh, movie has to bear. Um, Spider Man was not it because, like I said, Spider Man for me very much was like a putting a you know a cherry on the whole Sony production of that character and 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 you know rounding out all of those characters that we saw in you know the previous Spider-Man movies so mm-hmm. so so that was about looking backwards now we have to look forwards and the 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 thing with with the multiverse means you can do shit that doesn't stick so you can do things that you can uh, just you can just retcon like fucking immediately cuz it's the multiverse can and you can kill characters correct you can go ape shit you could what 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 happens if um if what we're seeing right in the trailers of fucking reverse dr strange is actually how that movie ends and he replaces dr strange going forward and he's like this enemy seed in the team that nobody knows about you know like there's this spins on this shit right but the point is that again it just leads to how important this movie is and what is oh my god i just thought of something go on okay (laughs) But, but, but no, but please share with us. But the, the thing is, the thing is that that just again shows uh, how important this movie is. And it's kind of like the part which makes me like, like I'm always very careful to keep myself in check because yeah. you can you can hype something. It's entirely possible to hype something up too much. And all of our
1: knowledge of Marvel. I mean, we yes. can pull from all these different things. And they've shown that they try to keep these stories while entertaining and fantastical. And very very encapsulated. But yeah. the idea that came into me with you opening up this, uh, this doorway of the multiverse currently right now, there exists a group of aliens that we know are living on earth in secret. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are the scrolls. The scrolls yes. are shape shifting aliens and they are good. Classically in the comic books, the scrolls are in terrible, evil They're
0: terrible. All exactly. Right? Yes.
1: And we have on the slate secret invasion. What if the evil scrolls come in from the multiverse through Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. And, and that could lay the seed in a post credit scene for uh, the unannounced date of Secret Invasion, which currently is not scheduled on the Marvel and television. It was plate.
0: scheduled for this year. And it was scheduled for this year, but it was delayed out. Correct. Which shows wow. to me, which shows me that they maybe looked at it and said, wait, 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 we need far. We need to, we need more time in the oven for this baby. Like this thing, this thing means more to us. We need to expand more on it. That's possible. I mean, it's again, this is the beauty of this. This is what I like about this. We could be overanalyzing the ever loving shit out of this. And it's actually something completely different, but that's great because do you know how interesting it's going to be if we're right? Oh my gosh.
1: That's well, join in when we do a podcast on it, but, yes. uh, Before we pivot on to the next movie in the 2022 slate, I'd like to remind everybody that this is a live podcast. If you want to get involved with this show, if you want to spitball with us and have your join in discussion, have your comment right on air, please consider supporting the podcast and asking your question using the Dream Labs link in the description of the video. Um, But with that piece of business out of the way, what is your hype level? Hype, cinema, hype, Disney Plus, or pass on Doctor Strange 2?
0: uh cinema man cinema cinema for me too yeah that's cinema for me i i'm a huge fan of the character firstly uh i like i like uh camerbatch's representation of the character or or you know his impression of the character um but mostly i think it i think it's going to be a big one i i I have you could take separate my you know anxiety about the movie and my and and my want for what it can be out of the thing completely i think it's going to be a big deal I think it's going to be a big deal. And I want to be there for a big deal. On July 8th,
1: 2022, we get Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder will bring back Natalie Portman as a female Thor, which was uh, introduced in the comic books within the last decade Mm -hmm. uh, on a a very well-respected run. But it will tackle the story of what I consider to be the greatest standalone Thor story ever like that's not even hyperbole like I believe the Gore the God Butcher story is one of my it is my favorite Thor comic book run ever and to have an actor of the prowess of a Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher yes in a Taika Waititi
0: film that's, ex- that's it you said the most important part right there Taika Waititi can do this chat you can't see these goosebumps, but I have them just
1: talking about them. Uh, ignore the tricep meat. It is wonderful. But <laughs> I have goosebumps thinking about Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale, Taika Watiti, Natalie Portman, who was my first cinema love, and Leon the Professional, and Chris he, Hemsworth.
0: And you know Jeff oh. Goldblum's back. You think so, so? Oh, he's in. He's in the credits. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes, he's back. So, so, you know, there's going to be some war world rambunctiousness, you know, bullshit going on again. But, (laughs) but yeah, I, um, see Thor, Thor Ragnarok was amazing because, because it's just, in my opinion, right, Thor is the character that has gotten, has gone by far through the most development as a character in, in the MCU, starting from extremely serious, uh, uh, well, well let's say no starting oh, as serious? yeah yeah but like Thor 1 I mean Kenneth fucking Branagh it's very serious it's very much about spectacle and you know all of that and then then you go into like Dark World which was kind of like eh? not that great and and didn't really do anything and also didn't develop the character a lot and then then they kind of like just get the, they get a feeling for what Thor is all about he's kind of like a little bit of an idiot he's he's he's, he's, he he, he needs to be brought down to earth literally he needs to be you know like he needs to realize that some of the things he believes that are true are not true and some are not he needs to have his heart broken by his brother he needs he needs all this development and he gets it all but more than that in thor 3 he gets it all like shotgunned into him in an hour and a half and it doesn't feel Mm heavy-handed so so that that I will not put all of that on Taika Waititi. I won't, uh, as much as I love that man. Um, but it is definitely it's it's Chris Hemsworth. It's the writing of that movie. It's the studio understanding what they wanted to do with it, and 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 just bringing out this extremely like strong story within a pocket that has one of my favorite runs, which is which is um, you know World at War, and you know the although that wasn't really World at War, but Planet Hulk. Yeah, it's the Planet Hulk, you know, which was which is a which was a fairly longish run, it and was to long. and to kind of like to 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 if somebody told me they were gonna do Planet Hulk in forty five minutes, I would have told them to get the fuck out. But then I <laughs> then I then I saw them do a version of Planet Hulk in forty five minutes, and I was happy with it. I loved it so so again a lot of this stuff is about letting go of this knowledge that you have from the comics and just going you know like you know feige take the wheel jesus take the wheel let's fucking go but i am i'm excited for thor love and thunder for different reasons than dr strange i'm excited for thor love and thunder because i just think the spectacle of it is going to be i just think it's good i have high hopes that it tops ragnarok in terms of like just its scope and how far it reaches in but also just how lovingly it treats those characters um i'm interested to see what they're going to do with natalie Porton because famously she's known for saying like "Eh, i don't really fucking like these characters i'm not really into it you know that sort of thing and that hit me a little bit in the in the meat sack i wasn't too happy with that um of course i always want these you know the 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 the, the, these actors that play these characters i want them to love them because i feel like that's like you can tell you know, Chris Evans loves fucking Captain America. You can tell Robert Downey Jr. loves Iron Man. Uh, you can tell Chris Hemsworth loves Thor. Um, and at, at, while I don't think it's an absolute requirement, my God, does it help? So it's interesting to see that. I'm not a huge fan of fucking female Thor, to be honest. I didn't like that particular side of the. I I, I sometimes feel that it's unnecessary. In the same way, how Mjolnir now has a sex and is female as well, the hammer it's it's yeah. it's it's like a it's it's like a useless thing like i understand why it's there but i still feel it's useless so i just think that i think there's some interesting things
1: that they could do with it uh, especially because i don't know what your familiarity is with the gore the god butcher storyline but so basically and i don't i'm not going to spoil the movie because i highly doubt they're going to go into this um especially with the subplot of natalie portman as female thor i believe they never gave jane foster enough to do if I yeah. were a, an actor of Natalie Portman's stature, I wouldn't want to return that chari- to, turn to that a character. That's a good point. That's a good point. But if they if they come to me and say, hey, we're going to do the storyline of Jane Foster has cancer, and the only way to cure the cancer is to give her the power of Thor, uh, and you're going to be female Thor, I, hey, now yeah. she has something to do. Yeah, um, but and the that's something we the, can explore, of course. Exactly. And the premise of the Gore the God Butcher storyline is Gore, uh, his world, every world has uh, higher beings that... their their people religiously believe of them as gods and gore's uh people the gods of his world were not good to him and he obtained some alien power to be able to kill these gods so then he systematically goes to every world and kills every world's pantheon of gods at the same time thor does not have mjolnir he has an axe and Mm -hmm. uh this could be the way that he doesn't have mjolnir in this movie he gives it to natalie portman and then he gets a new power which will make lots of new toys you know where he'll have his axe yes. and then uh he'll have to uh face gore and uh face the values of, of you know it's a deep story on do we need religion and what value people put into these gods and then it, it tells a deeper story and then you also have the uh, parallel story of uh finding faith in someone who has cancer and how they beat it and that 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 power struggle and then you'll have a uh, I'm sure Susan G. Komen will sponsor this movie uh, for breast cancer awareness and all that and the other. But uh, I just think there's some great things that they can do with this movie. I believe in Taika Waititi. I love the gore, the God Butcher storyline. And uh, I'm super excited for this film.
0: No, 100%. Uh, just adding on to something that, of course, there's the, and you, you, undoubtedly, this is something that we'd see in the movie, is the part where, you know, Natalie Portman then in actual fact gets the powers of Thor, and Thor has to teach her how to use those powers because she has to get ready to fight, you know. Gore, oh, that's going to be fun. As an example, right? And then that's and then, in somehow realizing that she's able to wield those powers better than him as an example, you know, something like that. I'm sure that feeds into the whole, you know, woman power, power and, you know, empowerment kind of thing, which is also like a big thing in the cinema right now. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be something. But again, I trust in Taika Watiri that it's not going to be like a hollow, shitty message. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna mean something, and that, that I'm fine with. I don't, I don't mind something being, you know, progressive into the greater good or something like that, as long as it's just not heavy-handed and you know, like thrown in my face. Yeah, know, if so. it's not forced, it has to be natural. To, it has to be true to the characters,
1: and it has to be a good story but man the man-made jojo rabbit and that movie is
0: phenomenal yes yes (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely. so So, i thought i thought probably what also would be a good idea is i mean we've been we've been heavily focused now on on two specific movies right mm -hmm. and and so so i think one other one that probably we need to just spend a little bit of time on is probably you know the next black panther yeah, and that's uh, the, the final movie of the
1: 2022 slate is Black Panther Wakanda yeah. Forever on November 11th.
0: Exactly, and and then I thought maybe, so before we get to Black Panther, just to say that maybe we can also just take a, a quick squiz at essentially everything that's in the pipe right now that we know and give like a yay, nay, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm excited, my, I'm at, you know, 5,000, you know, anything like that. So so when it comes to Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever, of course as you mentioned uh chadwick boseman uh terrible uh losing him i think again it's a guy that that got the character um but if anything i mean not to attach any kind of lesson or emotion or anything like that to his unfortunate passing away but if if his character and his portrayal of that character is indicative of of something that we need to realize about the mcu as a whole is that these characters cannot always be played by the same people yes and 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 we will see different race versions of these characters we will see different sex versions of these characters and anything and it's something that we have to deal with uh you cannot you can in the same way that i believe that arnold schwarzenegger should play in every fucking movie under the sun because i just <laughs> i just enjoy him so much i know that there will be a day when arnold schwarzenegger won't be around anymore and it will be a sad fucking day but it is what it is um i think i think with with black panther we have this opportunity to realize that uh black panther is not chadwick boseman but also chadwick boseman is not black panther it is a character and uh as as great of a job as he did with that character it was phenomenal um it doesn't mean that the character dies with him unfortunately and so there's been a lot of rumors about what happens to to black panther next and whether the, the 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 second black panther movie is even about black panther per se whether it focuses more on wakanda and you know the technological advancement of them and you know you know all of that but then there's also rumors as you know shuri as black panther of course Mm -hmm. so this one right so we we, we would talk about three movies now and i said to you um understand the i understand the value of dr strange 2 and what it brings to the table and how important it is I told you that I'm super excited to see what they do with Thor four because of how much I love the take of that character right now. Um, so one is for me like serious one is for me like fun. Black Panther two is the one that scares me. Yeah. Black Panther two is the one that, that I am concerned about what, what that movie ends up being basically. Yeah. Uh, what
1: I've learned about the filming of Black Panther Two is that they will have a funeral for T'Challa. They will—I f- don't know how they're going to do it, but they will formally uh, put T'Challa to rest. Okay. Uh, what that—what that means and how they get there or how they explain it is—is is going to be interesting because you essentially have to make your movie around that. Um, and Shuri, the actress, was a fine actress, but can she carry a franchise? I don't know. Um, but the I mean, only I thing that I wanted to,
0: I wanted to be able to, but that there's a there's but we, a don't, fall but we don't know, yeah. we don't know, we don't
1: know. And but the only thing that has me uh, excited for it is uh, the character who is my name backwards, Namor, is Roman, is uh, Atlantis will be introduced yes. in Wakanda Forever. It will be a take on the an essentially an underwater Aztec Mayan world. So, and it will be it will have a lot of uh, Latin representation for that underwater empire as it goes to conflict with Wakanda. Um, so, is that enough? There's so much at play. I love Ryan Kugler as a director in his other projects. Um but to me, this is a wait and see. This isn't mm-hmm. a, I'm gonna run out into the cinema. I really need to wait and see the reactions to this. It's not a day one for me, Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, I'm a, and I'm a bigger fan of Black Panther One than you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's that's point number one. But then the other thing as well that's probably worth mentioning is that uh, you know is this movie uh, a, a putting putting you know T'Challa in the ground and then just laying a whole lot of 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 uh, foundation for uh atlantis being a bigger part in the in the coming you know like like uh, like the actual conflict doesn't happen in this movie but heavily is emphasized that atlantis Mm. is a problem you know like this sort of thing so and and then then it kind of falls flat in a way because while it has this very beautiful side of you know laying black panther to rest it doesn't really build a lot upon that and doesn't give us anything more than that except you know hyping up you know namo and you know Atlantis so it
1: becomes world building versus an action movie that you want to go get excited for. exactly
0: exactly and and you 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 have to you have to also look at this year as a whole and then think it kind of maybe makes sense that it's that way one movie is about setting the tone one movie is just a a fun trip and then the other one is about building you know the future and whichever one of those three ends up being the one is the one that's the thing so uh, i'd love to be i'd love to be you know not wrong is not the word I'm trying to say. I'd love to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm concerned at the moment is what I'm trying to say.
1: So those are the movies for 2022. Yes. Um, so uh, hype day one for Black Panther, hype Disney plus or wait and see. Uh,
0: wait and see. I got to go with wait and see.
1: Yeah. All right. So now while all these movies are coming out, these three movies coming out in 2022, we have one, two, three. Three and one possible fourth show coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Now, I don't want to do a deep dive like we did into the movies, but uh, we'll we'll run down the list of the shows when they're launching, and then you give me a couple quick points on it, and then I'll go back with them. So first out of the gate, we have Moon Knight Mm -hmm. in March 2022. We have Miss Marvel in the spring summer of 22, She-Hulk Fall 22, and Secret Invasion possibly, but it looks like it's gonna fall off the 2022 calendar. Mm-hmm. What's your most excited one? And then go down, and what's your least excited one?
0: Okay, so uh, you had Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel miss marvel (laughs) okay easy least excited (laughs) about (laughs) easy 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 claps right uh least excited about miss marvel i'm sorry um i man i understand the reason for this character you know and and it's definitely gonna be um it's good you know it can surprise the shit out of me for sure but I was very irritated with that character in the Avengers game which the single player of the Avengers game had some really fucking strong moments and 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 Ms. Marvel was not it so Kamala Khan yeah yeah exactly so Kamala Khan so so was not it so so that's that's definitely the one for me that I'm not that I'm not Actually, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have super strong, like, oh my god, feelings for either of these three. To be honest, I, I think, mm. I think Moon Knight, Moon Knight is, my god. I mean, it has the chops, though, right. You got Oscar Isaac. You have Ethan Oscar- Hawke.
1: I can a- watch Oscar Isaac read the phone book, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like hundred yeah, um, percent. There's a, there's a small thing in my community of uh, comic book friends uh, um, <laughs> uh, I absolutely hate. The Moon Knight character, and it's a meme in my friend circle because they'll just constantly send me Moon Knight pictures and bullshit. And uh, now he's getting a damn Disney Plus show, so it's like my worst nightmares become reality. And then they cast one of my favorite actors ever
0: to play the role. So yeah, it's F almost me, like they're right? messing with you. It's almost like they're yeah. messing with you. Yeah. The so I in my eye. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Moon Knight. Moon Knight complacently surprise me, but at the same time as well, like i don't i don't have a lot of love for stuff that you just show me once and then it disappears off into you know obscurity so oh. and, and that can be very much what they do with moon knight like it's just like a story on its own and then it's bye bye you know because oscar isaac isn't going to sign up for like 12 movies and neither is ethan hawk so you know yeah she hulk she hulk is i mean it's got mark ruffalo in it so you're going to be seeing the actual hulk in there as well um it has tim roth in bro so that means abomination so Can we just, tatiana
1: maslany baby yes, yes yes i'm getting
0: to the good i
1: last, so baby
0: yes but she i good. i i think it's i think it's gonna be um i think it's gonna be very interesting um it's also it seems to be the one that they really like like really excited about because it gets a 10 episode arc versus Uh moon knight which gets a six right and miss marvel which also gets a six so Mm. it seems like it might be the one that they push a little more and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see now that we have essentially I don't know if you want to call it like Smart Hulk, Gray Hulk, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they do with this. Again, I think we're gonna see this whole thing of you know Mark Ruffalo having to like teach her how to deal with being the Hulk and you know kind of control your anger and blah 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 and all that. And that could be very very interesting to watch, but it can also be poo. So um, so I'm yes I that's that's the thing that's the that's the reason why like I'm as excited about these. It shows as I don't care. It's, it's really the best yeah. way for me to put it. So then. She Hawk rates high for me. I'm yeah, very that's excited. That's what I wanted to She-Hawk. say. Like,
1: where where, where where do you find yourself? She Hawk's at the top for me. I'm super excited for She Hawk. I love Jennifer Walters. Uh, uh, Her 90s art was amazing for a young prepubescent child. <laughs> but, uh, and, the, and then the possibility of it being a court drama, like comedy, like procedural and potentially like dealing with superheroes in a legal setting. And you could have characters like a daredevil come into it. I am just, I'm here for the fun. I think it's going to be a romp. All these, uh, Moon Knight looks like it's taking itself way too seriously. And it, like yes. you said, it's not going to have legs past the show. So how invested can you get? I will watch it. Uh, I may wait till it's all out because I don't like to get jerked around on some of these things. I want to wait till they're all out Mm. Uh, miss marvel i'm gonna totally pass and do a wait and see but she hawk i will be there every wednesday watching that thing
0: okay great so then then when we look past that right and now i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sort of like call them out then as well is then then we have the marvels which is in 2023 right which is the sequel to captain marvel okay that's that's next after all this okay so these ones we're just gonna do them one at a time right so the Marvels obviously is going to have some kind of tie to uh uh you know Secret Invasion. So the old Skrull story. It has, yeah. To. It so, has to. Yeah, it has to. Uh what is also very interesting is that Quantum Mania, which is the next Marvel movie after that, which is you know Ant Man, the next one, um they they were they were made at exactly the same time and they wrapped a day apart. So i don't know if that means that we see a lot of cross-pollination between those two movies because it kind of seems weird that you'd unless we're just talking about efficiency and because it was COVID times they're trying to you know excuse me but shit both these movies out you know at the same (laughs) time in terms of studio time maybe but um but yeah that so so look the thing is the marvels for me um it's gonna be the, the massive return of Samuel L. Jackson, but uh, you know, he, he's gonna feature heavily in the movie. Um, Secret invasion as a whole is, I'm not a huge fan of that arc in the comics. I'm, uh, you know, I, I just, um, it was used as a vehicle to get rid of a bunch of characters and to, and to retcon a bunch of characters, the story going, like, oh, it was a fucking alien the whole time. That's why this guy was an asshole. That's why he killed his wife, blah, 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 blah. Eh, yeah, so I'm not feeling it, right? but um so that that one for me is not a a a a a instant an instant love yourself how do you feel
1: Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I feel the exact same way. I hate the scrolls. I, I just feel like it's such a cheap device to say, "Oh, it was just scroll the whole time," and then like to, uh, any and they can cover up the holes of any poor writing of any other characters that they uh, were dealing with at the time. The only good thing about the scrolls that they ever did was the Super Scroll, and when he fought the Fantastic Four. Yes. So I, so I tolerate the scrolls if it brings me to the Super Scroll. But uh, yeah, yeah, I and I, I, I really do not like how uh, convoluted the scroll storylines and secret invasion uh, thing can go. Um, So I will have to hold my breath on that, but I am more excited for Quantum Manium because it introduces Kang the Conqueror. And that is a MCU level threat where it could be the next Thanos. I don't believe it will be though, but Mm. I, I think it's a head fake. I believe that if they introduce a Reed Richards in Doctor Strange two, there's only one thing big enough that can go next, and that is the big purple world-eating motherfucker Galactus.
0: And exactly. that is my hope for the future. So, question: What do you think? What do you think uh, Bull Mari is doing on that movie? In Quantumania. I don't know. <laughs> He's fucking in there. This is the thing. So I'm, I'm like Jonathan Majors, of course. Kang is there, right? Kang, yep. But Bill Murray's in there, bro. And you don't tap that unless you're looking for something. Eh, he he does a lot of cheap pops, or he can just come
1: in and be funny and then move on you okay. think Bill Murray at his age he wants to sign on to be a major character?
0: No, I know. I don't think he signs on as a major character. But we we might need to spend some time on this, and uh, it's not it's not for us to know right now. But he could be something that's just contained to that movie, but that's of that level, right? Uh, yeah, I
1: believe the only good of the Eternal movies was to uh, give us the idea of a celestial level threat, a hmm. giant planet sized threat. And that's where you get your star fox and the Eternals trying to find these other Eternals to see about maybe a rogue Celestial, and the rogue Celestial could be the hint to a Galactus. And and that's that's my feeling, um, and that's where I, I I think we'll get maybe some more hints on that in Guardians of the Galaxy Three, which is in twenty three as well. Um, yeah, I mean but, we're probably
0: okay. So let, let, let's let's because we're working towards this. So then. After Quantumania... So, okay, Quantumania, you're excited about... I agree with you. I'm definitely more excited for Quantumania than for the Marvels. Okay. Yes. What if Season 2 then comes after that in in, ah. the, in the current slate? Uh, it's it's okay, but, I mean, it, it, it's self-contained. It's popcorn. It's popcorn MCU. It belongs just by itself. And then, you know, like, you know, two weeks later, you forget about it. Uh, I, I do know for a fact that it was very popular with people. And it's also yeah. just because... You, what what if hints towards you know like marvel zombies and shit like that which was such a big fucking thing that that's actually a thing on its own so in any case then we get um guardians of the galaxy there's a holiday special which i think is going to be cringe as fuck but then we get we get secret invasion which is the actual series six episodes again scares me when you tackle something like uh, as much as i hate how heavy-handed secret invasion is you give it six episodes on disney plus I just, eh, I don't know. I don't feel it. So, so it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know what, 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 what they're going to do with that. That's, of course, Amelia Clark, um, Samuel L. Jackson, again, Kobe Smulders is in it. So it definitely, I think what they're going to do with this is they're going to wrap up all of Samuel L. Jackson's last time.
1: Mm. So
0: it's so not it, current. It,
1: it, your it's, tenor, it, it, I really feel that you're like, uh, now you've become kind of like picking your spots. You know, for this next slate, it's not what it was before, where it's just this massive like roller coaster of hype. Now it's kind of like you're just picking your spots. It's almost like I've
0: become like a connoisseur now.
1: Yeah, you think Phase Four is gonna hit a hit a slump? You think,
0: huh? Yeah, yeah. I I, this is the this is kind of like what I was talking about before, is that I think that that it's they they had a lot of automatic goodwill with the first three phases due to the fact that you're introducing these fan favorite characters and you're building upon a fan favorite story and you're hinting towards a big bad that can only be so bad that it basically kills off half of the people that you love Um, and so now they don't have that anymore and worse than that most of those characters have now been released off contract so you just automatically you kind of like lose a lot of that footing that you had with that not to say they can't get it back and i'm and and by no means am i trying to be some kind of like mcu naysayer and saying like it's never gonna be as good as the first movies it's not what i'm saying not at all but it definitely seems like it's it's like it's in a bit of a slump right now and um it's only them that can come out of it it's us as fans and us as supporters of it there's uh, I mean, I'm I'm always going to be a fan and I'll always pay for that stuff and I'll always go watch it. But if you want me, if you want me as riveted as I was with the first ones, then you're going to have to show up. I think that's beautifully said. So
1: I want to play a game with you mm-hmm. and I want to play a game with the audience. Um, we're going to make some bold predictions. And I want everybody who's watching live, put a comment in the chat. If you watch this afterwards, uh, please put a comment in the YouTube video. Or wherever you consume this show, uh, we're going to make some bold predictions. I'm going to ask you biggest blockbuster of the Phase Four slate. I'm going to ask you to make a bold prediction on a character death, and Ooh. then I want and then I want you to make a bold prediction on the main villain for the next Avengers film. Okay, so and then we're going to write this down. We have a pod doc that we keep, and we're going to write all these down, and we're going to come back to this. Guys, I hope you come back with us. And there will be some punishments or rewards oh, based on like how, on how like far it. off we are. So... I like it. Okay. Full prediction. Top movie of Phase 4.
0: Okay, but Phase 4 stretches all the way past, like, Mania, all of that, Wakanda Forever, all of that, right? That's all yes. still Phase 4. So, I think for me, the biggest... Uh, oh, so I think the biggest one probably ends up being... Um, Thor four. You mean when you, when you say biggest, you mean most successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thor four, Love and Thunder.
1: Thor four. Yeah. All right. I think. I and we're not talking Avengers movies. No, those, no, no. Those no, no, are no. out. Yeah, yeah, those are out. We're we're talking of this slate. Yeah. Um. Because that'll probably be
0: Phase Five then, right? When the Avengers pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I think of this. I, oh, I don't want to disagree with you, but for the sake of content, I'm gonna to have to, I'm gonna to have to now pick. Doctor Strange. Uh, okay. 2 in the multiverse of madness, I believe But if you picked
0: I, first, would you have maybe gone for I would I would
1: have gone Thor. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. I well, gone this way Thor.
0: one of us gets punished and one of us is right. I guess we'll That's see the beauty part. of the show. That's the beauty of the show. All okay. right.
1: Old prediction number 2.
0: Pick a character death. Okay, this one you go first. So that we keep uh, the, so that I, you know, you don't, or, you know, accidentally get locked out because of something. I typically, pick.
1: I like to vote with my mind or, and not my heart, but on this one, I'm going to vote with both. Captain Marvel will be eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I
0: would have just, just hate picked her just because I just want that to happen. Um, is it, is it too late for me to say Black Panther? Ooh well that no that doesn't count <laughs> that's that's fine that's what i wanted you to say um so so i i i don't and of course i'm trying to also answer this question without remembering in the back of my mind as to who's still under contract and who isn't right yeah yeah
1: yeah no no
0: no uh, so i'm trying to not spoil it that way um so i think um man i think thor goes bro Ooh. Oh, that's a bold prediction. I think, I think Gore kills him, and that's the final thing that Natalie Portman needs to defeat Gore. Mm.
1: So it's a it, uh, it, mm. it's funny to me because I don't think you know Gore the God Butcher storyline, but no, there I, are, don't. I it, don't it messes it messes with a little bit of time travel, and um there's a young Thor and a Odin Force Thor, and uh oh, yeah Okay so uh, so you may not be wrong.
0: <laughs> you, you heard it here first baby let's go <laughs>
1: oh that's a great one that's a great one all right okay. uh, next bold prediction uh who it will be the so we named two possible people but one may come before the other and like and push some things down the line but who do you think will be the next major mcu level threat villain who will be the You know, because they'll probably split this Avengers movie up into parts or like, Hmm. you know, things like that. Who do you think will be the first one that they have to team up to deal with out of the gate? Bold prediction.
0: Um, The first one that they have to team up against out of the gate. um... Wow, I I have two and I just have to figure out in my head which one I which one I want to pick. I have to say I I agree with you that Kang's not. I, I don't know, dude. I, I have, I put huge stock in this evil Doctor Strange fucking theory of mine, but um, I I think probably Ooh. the first big bad that they have to deal with is, can I ask you a question which will affect my answer, go what do you, What do you think, so, so, Galactus has heralds, right, like Silver yeah. Surfer, Ooh, I didn't even think about
1: this,
0: yes, go okay. on, okay, so what do you, what do you think, I mean, I'm just I'm hitting this from a fucking from like a complete and utter, you know, imagine they go this route. But what do you think are the chances of that's Kang, the bold predictions are for of Kang the Conqueror being a herald? Ooh, I'm just asking. It's it, a... it seems alien as fuck, but. That could be a great thing.
1: I mean, essentially, they did that in Avengers 1. Loki was essentially a herald for mm. Thanos.
0: Yeah. So that's a brilliant point. So that's why I'm taking Jonathan Majors, I'm taking Kang, Kang's the first big threat.
1: Wow, that's awesome, that's awesome, I didn't think about that, that's what makes this fun, that's what makes it a bold prediction, I think that extra little bit of information uh, could be a bonus point that puts you over the top, so I think that's fantastic. Um I didn't think of that. I think it's fantastic. I I oh you fucking broke my mind. You <laughs> broke my mind. That's fantastic. We are going
0: to be continuing this discussion down the line. <laughs> yes. Okay. There is
1: gonna be a, there's going to be it's going to be a lot. Uh well I I think uh I think Evil Doctor Strange will be the first out of the gate. Okay, okay. That was my
0: I, second one. That was my second
1: I don't think what if is just a uh, popcorn, then forget it. I think that they will use what if to make it important. I think they will use something from what if to be a part of the major storyline so that way they can make people w- invest in what if season two because what if will have had ramifications and sure. the biggest ramifications of what if was... Uh, sorcerer supreme uh doctor strange evil
0: fuckboy. boy yeah. but also the thing is you can use what if to test people like what yes. if what if captain yeah. america was female right and uh, you know uh, and w- how would people feel about that and then if that episode becomes you know kind of like a fan favorite they're like oh, okay cool we can go ahead with this let's fucking go you know so so that's and, and i absolutely agree with you there I, I, they, they are self-encapsulated stories but they are an important vehicle for the mcu to test our uh, a willingness to take something on as as okay. factual as part of our universe yeah. So, yeah so those are the bold predictions we will write
1: down these bold predictions that we have made on this show we will go back through the chat and we will take down the bold predictions that people have wrote in so you guys are welcome to play along with us and those of you who couldn't see the show live leave a youtube comment and play along with these bold predictions and we will keep
0: yours in stock but you know one thing i just wanted to say you know what would be really interesting Mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now. Let's turn this into like phase four bingo.
1: Oh, that'll be fun. So we'll hash out the details on some yes. phase four bingo and we'll bring it to you guys. But with that out of the way, we are going to put a bow on episode two of Separated at Birth. If you found anything enjoyable about this podcast, about this episode and about the topics that we discussed today, whenever we get together, at a table and we sit down and we talk about the things that we love, we all slowly realize we've all been separated at birth. I am your host, Roman Wins, and I will pass it to my partner, the full measure, to send us home.
0: I couldn't agree more, and I really do appreciate that amazing sign-off right there. Roman is 100% correct. We are separated by geography and we are separated by space. But we're always on the same mental wavelength and that is truly one of the things that i just enjoy so much about this journey that we've embarked on and this time that we spent together because while we have all these things that connect us the other thing is we get to explore just how much they connect us and that's definitely a big part of this vehicle for us here It is definitely exploring our friendship that is blossoming and that is growing as it is right now, but also about this lovely connection that we have with the audience and bringing it all together. So again, from my side as well, and without any further ado, I wanna thank each and every one of you for spending the time with us and for taking the time out of your evening to listen to two nerds talk about the things they love. But uh, I want you to have a fantastic weekend. What's, well, weekend, sorry, week uh we, we've killed the worst day possible so what lies ahead of us is just cream baby have a fantastic time and uh, please go ahead and check out our separate platforms they're also linked in the description roman has recently decided that he probably is going to make his home i don't mean to speak for you dude but probably going to make his baby. home on youtube so that's i'm super excited for that that's going to make the collabs even more tight but i uh, definitely go show my boy some love go check out his channels obviously you know who i am i'm the full measure you can check out mine But more importantly, we'll check you on the flip side. Take it easy. Take care of yourself.